Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smarkiest Filipinas podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stunning Sansi at your service. And to my right, ravishing Ro Moran is uh, the two of us uh-huh. for this week. Well, not just the two of us. We will be joined later on by our resident PWR reviewers. So we've got Patty on the podcast. She returns. Plus, we have a new friend who's uh, joined new us. New old friend. <laughs> yeah, new old friend. Uh, we've been hanging out with him for quite a while. And he's representing a group of PWR fans that like to call themselves Heckler's Row. And you'll you kind of know why they're hecklers, but that name kind of explains itself. Yeah. All right. Fucking so, hecklers. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we have some stuff to talk about though before we get to our Revolution X review, which is kind of a week late. But anyway, uh, you'll be hearing this probably on a Thursday or on a Friday, uh, and and NXT Takeover will have happened by then, right? So at the time, last week. Yeah, we we have done predictions. I, I'm just, I just wanted to say, I guess that I'm excited about it because I I always am excited for live specials. It's the end. Oh my god. It is the end. end, and then right after that, I get to watch Game Three. So Camus uh, will have very colorful things to say again on social media. Um, but right now, I think we have to address uh, Brock Lesnar and how uh, over the weekend, the news broke that Brock Lesnar will be returning to the Octagon in time for UFC 200, which is next month, July uh, 6, yep. in Las Vegas, Nevada. Vegas. Yeah, he has an opponent already. It's, uh, his name is Mark Hunt. Uh, the Super Samoan. Yeah. Who is not Roman Reigns. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I, right off the top of my head... I was concerned about this because uh, you have the, you have the story of Brock Lesnar in WWE. His his mythology has been written as the unstoppable beast ever since ever since John Cena, basically, sure. and, not, not even John Cena. Ever since the Undertaker, so he he broke the Undertaker streak and he just went on a rampage all the way until uh, he lost the championship. So um, from a wrestling standpoint. The Brock Lesnar character has been important such that whoever gets to defeat Brock Lesnar clean, and I believe that is the end goal for the Brock Lesnar character, whoever slays the beast gets the ultimate rub from it. So people were thinking that this was going to be Roman Reigns. And prior to Daniel Bryan's retirement, people were holding out hope that it would be Daniel Bryan. If not Roman or if not Daniel Bryan, some up-and-coming star that really could have used that rub. But um, now that Brock has decided to come back to UFC for UFC 200, um, you you. My problem is because if he loses to Mark Hunt, who most pro wrestling fans, hell, I even don't know who Mark Hunt is. Most pro wrestling fans probably don't know who Mark Hunt is either. Does this affect uh, his mythos as a WWE monster? No, I don't think so. I think wrestling fans are smart enough to differentiate between UFC and WWE. I think that it wouldn't largely matter to them because I don't know. I wouldn't say I wouldn't go so far to say that. Wrestling fans disdain MMA and vice versa. Although it might probably be true, um, I don't think it's going to matter in the long run. Because I think we're all smart enough to know that they're different. But I do get what you're, where you're coming from in that uh, perception is still everything. And if he does lose, I get, I agree that mawalay magic na konte. Yeah, because um, the reason why he was such a big deal when he came back after WrestleMania 28 was because he conquered the UFC. No, well, he was a well, legitimate by that, athlete. No, by that point, he was pretty much disgraced out of the um, out of the UFC. He had to retire. Yeah, um, um, I, I think the reality of the diverticulitis situation was also apparent and very much something so, that we were aware I, I, I about. Couldn't, we couldn't say that he was coming home as a conqueror because uh, while he did conquer uh, the heavyweight division. He wasn't coming home from that momentum. 
okay pero yung I, I guess yung framing pa rin even though even though that was the reality the framing was still Brock Lesnar's back he's more legit than ever and then if in his first match since coming back uh, he ends up losing to Mark Hunt like God forbid the guy get God forbid Brock Lesnar gets knocked out in three seconds oh yeah like uh, like what Conor McGregor did to um, Jose think, Aldo I think uh, if if that just doesn't happen you getting knocked out in a short span of time anything any result would not really damage Brock Lesnar's WWE reputation but do you think na um, the, uh, the the way I see it I think it's a good move but in from WWE you need to allow Brock Lesnar to do this oh, yeah, and to sure. even announce this on WWE.com. It means that you know they're getting something from the UFC in return. That's right. There's, uh, it's it's a clear marketing ploy from uh, Dana White and Vince McMahon, right? Like you don't have to be you don't have to be a businessman to know that because WWE is into this, they're getting something from it. And think about the way that WWE packaged the news item when they broke it. Brock Lesnar will be competing. In a one-time appearance at UFC 200, Before, he will be back for SummerSlam. Yeah. Brock Lesnar's UFC appearance is essentially an advertisement for SummerSlam. Not, yes, right? when you think about it, indeed. So it, it's really clever on Vince McMahon's part. But now my my brain is speculating about what Vince and company can actually get in return. I think from they're Dana getting Ronda. I think they're getting Ronda. You think? You think? I think it's Ronda. I don't think they have any. I don't think they want Punk back, and I don't think Punk wants back anyway. Uh-huh. So I think it's Ronda. Uh, Ronda in a WrestleMania appearance, sure, or, or SummerSlam. SummerSlam appearance, even. Yeah, yeah. Is she even healthy enough for that? Because uh, we're assuming know. that she's gonna wrestle. No, I'm, I'm not assuming she's gonna wrestle. I think she's just gonna appear in some official capacity for WWE. As in, yung tipong pwede siyang promote unlike in, WrestleMania, yeah, yeah. which is a surprise talaga. A book capacity. Uh huh. Okay, so um, let us know what you think about this because I'm still iffy about it because I still think that Sana na una yung uh, Brock Lesnar lost to whichever sure. superstar needed it, you know? Just because it would have looked much, much cleaner. But uh, I, uh, on that note, if that happened and then this happened, it's kind of like saying uh, he is kind of running away back to the UFC. You okay, know, running away to another place. I wouldn't say so because I think no, the narrative it, it, could be that I've conquered everybody else here in but, WWE, but, but he lost. You know. Ah, okay. Gets, gets, gets. Now he's running away from UFC and running back to WWE. No, 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 no. You said that you you preferred that the loss to a superstar who needs it would have happened before the UFC appearance. Yeah, yeah. So that could be construed as Brock running away to the UFC because he lost finally. Ah, okay. All right. Now, um, I, I guess on a connect or, or uh, yeah, on a connected note, we also got the news that CM Punk is finally making his UFC debut. Uh, this is happening as of in now, August. Yeah. This is happening in August against talking about Mickey Gall or something. Mickey Gall, yes. Yeah, Mickey Gall. It's at UFC 202. Uh, for now, that is the news. Uh, yes. We, um, since there, since August is two months away, that could still possibly change. And as you know, as we've seen so many times. This thing just keeps getting pushed back. So if this gets pushed back again, uh, we wouldn't be surprised. Um, this is one man's opinion. It's my opinion. I um, I've never been a fan of CM Punk taking his styles to UFC just because it always looked very hypocritical to me. Okay, because he kept railing, especially in the podcast now with Colt Cabana. He kept railing on big names coming back to WWE uh, WWE for part time appearances to cash in on their name value. He 
picked, uh, picked The Rock. He called out Batista, mm. diba? Called out all these big names. And CM Punk is also a big name in his own right, yep. coming to UFC and uh, cashing in on his own name value, despite the fact that he's 38 years old now. Sure. He's got so many no, miles on that, his yeah. body. So, um, diba? If you're, uh, if you're a pure MMA fan, you'd be like, who the hell is this guy? And uh, what gives him the right to do this? So, um, that's, okay why, that's why I think of him as a hypocrite in that regard. Okay lang naman, uh, you know, to pursue a dream and train the right way. But I guess we're, yeah, I agree where you're coming from. Now. It does kind of make him look a, like a hypocrite in, in signing with the biggest MMA name in town and using that buzz of himself in the WWE as one of the biggest stars in the WWE to, I guess, get his foot in the door. Yeah. When most other fighters would have to scratch and claw their way into the top in the major leagues. But I get the counter argument then. The counter argument would be you have to use your resources when they're available to you. And CM Punk's resource is his name value. It's his but fame. But it does make him a hypocrite. It I, does. I, yeah. I you can I don't think it's hard I don't think it's it's hard to deny this. Yeah. So um, I, I guess that's why be- Because he's a hypocrite That's, uh, that's why my, uh, my feelings about this are I kind of want to see him lose I don't want to see him lose uh, per se I just want to see him uh, Do what he has to do Do what he can do If he loses, okay We all expected it, I guess Because it's only been, what? One and a half years of MMA training? Yeah Sure If he wins, great for him Uh then he has to go and prove it wasn't a fluke. Yeah, um, and you know the road is going to get tougher for for Punk. Uh, I, um, I think uh, the way I can wrap this up, I guess, is by saying that it's going to be very interesting, no matter which side on the fence you're sitting on, because um, it it. It's not exactly groundbreaking. We've seen pro wrestlers venture into MMA to the UFC and have varying degrees of success in the past. But uh, to see someone like CM Punk do it at this stage of his life in his career, and given Jung very acrimonious split that he had with WWE, it's um, it's got so many layers of of nuance or story heading into it. Despite the fact that this is a very real sport, a very real right. fight, right? So there. Um, uh, of course, Muhammad Ali also passed away this week, so that was also uh, huge. That was also huge news, along with the passing of Kimbo Slice, yeah. which took place. Obviously, Muhammad Ali's two, passing is way bigger. Yeah. Uh, just to run it real quick, because we're not a boxing podcast, uh, Muhammad Ali was the first ever boxer who understood that he had to play a character, not just because it was him, but it also, but also because it did help him draw. And when you think about it, you have to, uh, I guess you have to also learn the history of Muhammad Ali's public persona because he framed himself or he, he uh, uh, followed the mold of Gorgeous George. Yep. Uh, he wanted a heel persona. Muhammad Ali was very much. No, a he re- wanted people to hate him because when people hate him for some odd reason, on some odd irrational reason, they pay to see him get, uh, try to get beat, which he. Did not for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. So um, he was a pro wrestling fan. I guess we can we can set the record straight on that. Uh-huh. He was at the very first WrestleMania. But when you think about it, all these legit sports like boxing, MMA. Bill Goldberg himself said last week on uh, the Ring of Wrestling podcast that MMA guys are pro wrestling fans. Oh yeah, for sure. So uh, there are a whole lot of influences from this little world of pro wrestling that permeate into fields like boxing and MMA. So uh, for all of those outsiders out there, when they tell you now, you know, just watch a real sport like boxing or MMA, <laughs> you can always serve this as a counter now your little worlds are influenced by our little world the thing is MMA guys are 
wrestling fans. It's just that the diehard Pahul MMA fans are not wrestling fans. Yeah. Think about it. By UFC, these guys come out the entrance music. Yeah. Uh, Uriah Ooh. Faber comes out the California Love. It's entrance music. When you hear that song, you think of Uriah Faber. In the same way, now when you hear Cult of Personality, you think of CM Punk. Yeah. So, so you know the, the influences are there, and let's let's stop the nineties, guys. All right. Uh, Unexpected hugot, eh? Eh. I I I felt like I had to get it out there. Okay. Um. Before we get into our PWR Revolution X review, I guess we have to make uh, a little bit of an announcement and a little bit of a request because the wrestling gods are taping our our Money in the Bank episode this Sunday. Mm-hmm. We need your help for this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Because as always, we'll need your involvement as as the fans of the wrestling gods. So we need you to send us questions about Money in the Bank. So just tweet us. It's at Real Brian Leo for CBL. At Row is War for Row and at underscore Stancy for me. Tweet us your money in the bank questions. Um, we prefer them to be unconventional. Yes. In the mold of how long would the Undertaker's entrance be at WrestleMania? Basically, please don't ask us our opinions because we will be giving our opinions by default. Yeah. So ask us something weird. Yes. Ask us something like um, what color of a briefcase would Dean Ambrose have if he won it or something. Oh, yeah, exactly. Or would he even carry a briefcase or would he he just carry the main G piece of paper? The second thing we need to ask you guys is. And use the hashtag the wrestling guys. Yeah, 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 of course. The second thing we need to ask you guys is our consequence for getting the. The, the Shane McMahon Undertaker match wrong Yeah Because we all predicted Shane would win Except Undertaker won But Shane's still around And Undertaker's not So that's kind of weird But yeah Actually yeah I would argue against that We gotta tell the Fox producers this hey. We gotta make a mental note of this huh? so, so there uh, Let us know Make sure to use the hashtag The Wrestling Gods And tweet all three of us It'll be very very fun To see what you guys come up with And we can't wait to have The shoot for Money in the Bank This Sunday yeah. Alright uh, Right now Let's get into our PWR Revolution X review With Patty on the podcast And Mr. Puntastic Lance Tan Ong Time for us to get to That PWR review That we've been waiting A couple weeks to get out some week, some week. Yeah, fine. Some week, some week. Yeah. So last week when we recorded, uh, our our resident PWR reviewer Patty on the podcast got uh, stuck on the road. Oh, yeah. Out. Yeah. So she had to take a literal rain check. So let's welcome her back on the podcast. It's Patty on the podcast. Hi. It's hey, nice Patty. to be back after being absent for the last uh, two shows. I think two show PWR shows. Yes. You were not there. Oh yeah. Hi. So ah, yeah, right, right, yeah, right. The, the, last, the last two PWR shows were Manila Madness and the one in BF, Road to Revolution X. That's yes. right. And also joining Patty on the podcast, we've got a new voice, someone who you may have either seen or heard at PWR shows. Um, I hear he represents a section called Heckler's Row. I know. Yes. That's what I've been told. Heckler, you're a heckler. I'm really, I didn't even know what's going on. I mean, all I know is. Some guy in Heckler's Row. I know, it's from Billy. Wow. I mean, he's the one that gave the name. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, hello. The um, official rep- Hold on. Well, the official representative. Let me do that again. The official representative of Heckler's Row, Mr. Uh, Pantastic. Hello, nice Lance Tan Ong. Hello, guys. Nice to meet you. And, uh,. It's an honor to be in this podcast for the first time. And so no, no, no. I also want to be proud of him because I'm proud of him. He is uh, the official Smart Henry correspondent for anything Puro. Oh. So he is the man behind Cafe Puro. If you if you are a fan of reading about Japanese wrestling over at SmartHenry.ph. Yes. And he's also responsible for the many puns that happen every Wednesday on Smart Eaters Filipinas yep. and his personal Facebook timeline. You're yeah. welcome, guys. 
So so we've got uh, we've got two very different points of view, two very different perspectives. Are they and different? Actually, we yeah, we'll find out. We will find out. So uh, let's let's ask you guys. I think we have to go with uh, the lady first because she's the one who's been uh, who, who's oh, become a seasoned eh. reviewer. Oh, she's our thing, Okay. Established voice. Yeah, we we have to get your thoughts on Revolution X. So it's been almost two weeks since the show happened. Um, what were your thoughts on the entire show? Well, I think the entire show was uh, definitely good. Uh, yeah. Not really good. Uh, I mean. More of an excellent show. Wow! Because, oh no, I was I was not going to tell anything. Oh yeah, but not really good because you know. Oh, no. but you went with excellent. That's great. Yes, that because great. Uh, each and every one of the wrestlers were actually improved. Yon. I think, Yon. and uh, there was better chemistry. Nice uh, between the competitors. Uh, the only wrestlers that I didn't really notice uh, if they improve or not was. Um, Chris Panzer and uh, John Sebastian, really? uh, but, but that's uh, for a different reason. Okay, we'll that's because yeah. uh, most of because most of us, our attention was not inside the ring, ah, as, okay, yeah. as you may know. Uh, we'll get into that a little yes. later on. All right, now let's ask Lance for your thoughts. Yeah, you your, are your, your a regular. Thoughts. Yeah, you're a regular at PWR shows. I think uh, since Revolution were you, X. Were you or at, no, were you at uh, Manila Madness? Uh, yeah, uh, you were. No, no, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't. You were not part of the the, the hundred strong crowd. Oh uh, no, show. no. Actually, came back after uh, I think it was the. No, Pirate you were Nyaku. at yeah. You were at the BF show. Yeah, yeah, that's the one, and that was. Uh, the one in Parniake and then the last the ne- the latest uh, I Academy show was Revolution X. Yes. So is- so what what are your blanket thoughts uh before we get in deeper mm-hmm. with uh with your with your Revolution X review. Mm-hmm. Uh Revolution X uh the second one I haven't seen the first one so I don't okay. really have a, a benchmark. Okay, sure, sure. But sure. from what I've seen it's actually a pretty good show. Nice overall. Uh, of course, there are some you know critiques here and there, sure, but sure. Uh, for like, the, the big picture, it's actually a very good show. It's a very well put show. It's it's very coherent and it's very well done. On behalf of PWR, we are glad to hear both of you say that. So let's get right into it. <laughs> All right. So um, do you want to go through this match per match yeah. or? Yeah, match yeah, per match. Para, para, ano, para structure. Sure, sure. All right. So let's go through this match per match and let's start with the pre-show because we always have to include the pre-show. So right? on the pre-show, we had the debut of four new young PWR talents. Uh, we Obviously, we may not know a lot about them because it's the first time we've seen them in action. But what are your thoughts on seeing these four new guys debut in the ring? Well, for the first match uh, on the pre-show, uh, those were actually two tag teams that I would like to see on the main show next time okay, because yun. they're really Shit. deserving of the ma- uh, of a spot on the main card. Yun, tag team Both of them are really good, and uh, dare I say it, they are I think the best uh, set of tag teams really? that have debuted. Uh, debuted okay, in right. recent memory, okay. of course. Um, was that uh, my favorite? Was Delirium? Delirium, yes. Am I saying it? This right? is the guy with the mask, right? The guys with the mask. Yeah. Oh, the guys oh. with the masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they the ones with the wait, masks? Wait, wait, no, 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 they were not. Wait. No. Delirium was the two guys. <laughs> the who, tall guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, okay. See, I, even I got confused. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, it was a big night. It was a huge night. No, that, see, I was focused on the match. But anyway, I digress. I'm sorry. You don't even know your own employees. Yes, uh, the four of them were uh, very good. Uh, the action was fast paced. Right. And what I like with the other pair that was Chaos and Miguel Madrigal yeah, yeah, was yeah. that they had attitude. Michael Madrigal, yeah, sorry. I, I, attitude, yes. Yes, they have 
they have the attitude that are really highlighted them as heels as right. upcoming heels and um the other two the delirium had you you really see it's obvious that they have the heart for okay. the sport so that's a really good chemistry there because it's really black and white who will be mm. uh the face and the heel yeah okay uh, how about you, Lance? What were your thoughts on the pre-show? Were you there when when it started? Were you yeah, there? I was at. I don't know, he's pretty early. <laughs> Actually, uh, we were there at the gate around uh, five o'clock. And, but what I heard was that as good as three o'clock, there were yeah. already people waiting. That's what so, I heard as well. So uh, you know, you know that you, you're gonna get a good show if you like. People are waiting at three p.m. in the afternoon, which is at that time pretty hot. So you got a, a lot of. Pretty loyal fans. Super hot. So, yeah, but anyways, the, the tag match. Um, actually, I just wanted to verify. The, uh, Delirium is the uh, the two tall young guys, yes, right? Yes, the, the two young boys. Yeah, because at our, at our side, we kept chanting Naruto and Sasuke from. Yeah, you know, because he was wearing a thing. <laughs> yeah, yes. he was wearing the headband. So, I was weird. thinking, what? Are they, are, they, are they ninjas or something? <laughs> so, yeah, the first thing we're wondering is who are they? Are they ninjas or are they. Uh, I don't know what to make of them, but when we saw them, you know, work, yes. work in the match, they were actually pretty good. Uh, for like you know, for four guys who debuted, who just did, yeah, which is really good. I guess the only thing about the match was that they were, uh, what's it, what's this? Um, they were, they were get doing the big stuff at once, which is we I, we didn't really expect all the big stuff happen on the pre-show. On the pre-show, which is all these fans are chanting and cheering for Naruto and Sasuke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, this is all I can. Call them right now, and when you see all these fans just chant their, uh, you know, chant every chant they can think of in yeah, the match, yeah. you know they're going to be tired in the main show. Yeah. So, uh, but overall, they, they did well for their first match. But I don't know if it's because it's in the pre-show or something. They could have energy levels were up. Yeah, maybe they could have probably maybe toned it down a little for a pre-show. I don't know. That's probably the way we saw it, but. Uh, as far as the, the match goes, it could it would be good in any main show. So, kumbaga, since bec- since the action was fast paced from the get go, yeah, Yeah, we were <laughs> we were pretty exhausted, even for I mean, pre show standards. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, it's okay, good that, they, that yeah, yeah, it's they're really good, but. Maybe if they could reserve that kind of energy in the in the later part of the main show instead of the pre-show, that would be. I guess it. I mean, I understand why they had to do that because you know they have to make a good first impression. Sure. But overall, uh, it's good. But they could have reserved it at a proper time. Let me ask you this: though. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you fault them at all for being over eager to please? I can't fault them for that because I mean if you're if you're a new guy and you want to make an impact immediately you're going to do everything in your power to make a first impression okay. I mean first impressions last sure of course but in this particular case I don't know if it's a if it's necessarily a good thing under the circumstances okay that's fair that's fair yeah all right so all right, let's let's move on. You want to talk about the Roman Bautista well, match? It was, yes. it was part of the thing. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. First of all, did you guys know uh, if that it was um, an actual uh, taping segment or filming segment for a movie? Um, actually, uh, you know, first. 
<laughs> I didn't know it. That's why it came as a surprise. Did you know? Um, actually, I only heard it in the Smart Girls oh, okay. podcast. <laughs> you actually, you guys made the announcement uh, around, I think, the show before Revo X. Yeah, so, on, on our podcast. Yes, yes. And that's how I found out that, you know, Ramon Bautista will be showing up, but we have no idea when. Uh-huh. Okay. So when we. I we did were, not know it was. In, <laughs> oh, no, I knew he was in the pre show, but sorry. But uh, we, were, we were pretty surprised when we found out that. Uh, um, the the second pre-show match for some reason Stanley Chi and mm. and Ramon Bautista came out. Well, what the hell? I mean, what? I mean, seriously. I mean, are, are they really competing? Are, are they that? Uh, that uh, are they trained professionals? You knew it was a tape. Uh, it was a filming session, but you did not know it was going to be a match. Yes. Meanwhile, Patty did not know at all. Is that yes. true? But you guys all popped for them. Like they received some of the loudest cheers from the moment but they entered the yeah, arena. Sure. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, so what do you have to say about that? Well, I think uh, it's opposite for me and Lance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know that it was going to be a filming segment, mm-hmm. but then I did have uh, a huge hunch that it would not be a wrestling match; that they would okay, not sure, be competing, <laughs> especially when uh, when I found when I found out who they would be facing. <laughs> hey. right? I mean, there's no way that the uh, professionals from PWR would let Ramon Bautista and um, Stanley Chi. Be squashed unless they really wanted by to. those pairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by those two. So what? Did, what did you guys think about you know them just being there and uh, the whole the whole segment having taken place? It's kind of cool to see uh, a a pretty well known guy like Ramon Bautista and a pretty funny guy like uh, Stanley Chi uh, make their presence felt in a in a wrestling ring. I mean, it's something you never knew you wanted to see. Yeah. But when you see it, <laughs> you like it. And that and that's the, really the impression we got. Uh-huh. So it's more of okay, we know they're going to compete, but who are you going to compete against? Uh-huh. So when we found out that their opponents are uh, 4B and uh, Machine, yeah, we're thinking okay, I think they're going way over their heads. Okay. Well, you know, Stanley has been a regular fixer actually in PWR. We've seen him at Renaissance last year, at Terminus last year, and I think this is his third appearance mm-hmm. on on a PWR show. Um, Patty, what did you do think you, about do the you entire agree thing? With that, yeah. that it was a treat for everyone in the audience. Well, I I guess so because uh, every time you get a chance to see stars like Roman Bautista and Stanley Sheets, uh, it's always a treat. But then um, I don't know. It's maybe we're just getting used to it. Okay. Uh, but still, um, they bring good fun to the show, so uh, it's a good break from okay. all the action. Right. Uh, and just wanted to add, uh, considering in the in the past year, when you see guys like uh, uh, I forgot the name of this particular star, mm-hmm. I think it's uh, Bogart. I think. See Bogart, yeah. 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 And the other one, the 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 rock and roll guy. I see Ryan Rams. Yes, that, that's that one. And uh, we're thinking, okay, so the, all these stars are paying attention. Right. To PWR, so I was waiting for the time when maybe one day some popular star is gonna get involved in some capacity, and when we got you we know, got more than that, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have Ramon Bautista show up and you know do what he did on in that ring, you know it's like it's like validation, mm. like uh, okay, PWR is officially. Uh, a promotion that stars are looking at. Hey, hey, say shout out to RDO who was there, by the way, in the audience. Uh, I heard, pero balita balita ko lang, he was supporting one of the members of Delirium. Yeah, I could see that he was actually enjoying himself. Uh, he also had a good time when uh, Redrick Mahaba finally got his win over Idol. 
Yeah. We'll talk about more of that later, but you know, just shouting out see, our, our, our favorite. <laughs> yeah, our favorite stretch four. Um, we still have like a couple matches before we get to rhetoric. Uh, Do we? Uh, there, there was a quick match between uh, the network and the Trabajadores. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can't forget about them because they also put in some work. So what did you, what do you guys think about that quick match between Four uh, B Machine and uh, Los uh, El Trabajadores? <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's not much to think about that match. <laughs> it was basically a squash match, and um, our Los Trabajador is still not worthy of a main spot. Ah. Or, uh, or oh. I mean, a spot in the main card. I mean, they've been working pre-show for how long now? I don't know, but you know, they they, they have a job, forever. but they have a job <laughs> to do. <laughs> well, I. I guess that's okay for them. Okay. If it, if it works for them, then okay. Yeah, they got to put in some work. Uh, how about you, Lance? What did you think of uh, that that quick tag team match? Okay, the, the moment we found out that's going to be Los Trabajadores, uh, we we knew they didn't have a, a wing and a prayer to actually do anything. <laughs> they didn't have a job I mean, to do. Yeah, I mean, if you notice, last time they that machine fought Los Trabajadores, yeah. machine pretty much just wrecked them. Mm. So what's what's going to be the difference when you have uh, a guy like 4B as his tag partner? So it's pretty academic that they're going to you know re- destroy them. Do uh, They can do anything to Los Trabajadores at okay. any given time. I want right. to ask you your thoughts All right. on 4B as a... As a as uh, you know, after what you've seen of him so far, yeah, as a performer, as a character. Okay, uh, as a performer, I kind of saw him as the the silent muscle at first. At first, at first, and it was he, it was a role that he looked very comfortable at. Okay, but then when I saw him compete for the first time, uh-huh. the impression I got was, okay, I think there was a, there was a moment in the Parnyaki show, okay, where four B. Uh, Went to I get a segment of the crowd, I mm. guess the, the noisy ones, uh. and he was he was paying mind to these guys, and then there was I I don't know what's if it's a coincidence or something, but his tag partner Idol managed to t- uh, capitalize on the op- on their on their opponents, which is I think Los Trabajadores. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he he knew what to do. Uh, the impression we got is he knew what he did. With a, with a particular segment of the crowd, uh-huh. and the referee got distracted by it, uh-huh. which allowed Idol to take advantage. Mm. So, in a way, I th- the way I see it, he has the um, the 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 presence, ring presence, the ring right. presence, which is. But, I, but the only thing I didn't like about Four B is the way he delivered the clothesline. Oh, the his finisher. Oh, I mean, the, not really because it, it's it's actually a good move. Mm-hmm. But maybe if you can add more power to it, okay, probably. Oh, there you go. There I'm you glad go. you didn't hate on Four B's back hair. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm okay with it. All right, for wow, better or really? worse, <laughs> it's okay. more of I, I think That's it's more interesting. of a, no, no. I mean, it's more of like a, a quality that you know people. If there's a reason for fans to chant shave your back you know, not, it's, it's always right? a good thing as you, you, as, as, as you may well know yes alright alright all right. cool uh, let's move on to the main show which uh, we already alluded to earlier Redrick Mahaba finally getting his his, uh, his, his win. win against James Idol Martinez Patty we'll start with you because I know that you are a huge fan of Idol yes actually I'm a huge fan of Idol and Redrick Mahaba okay. and it's very difficult I think for everybody uh, in the I Academy mm-hmm. auditorium mm-hmm. To actually pick a side Ooh, because both yes. guys are really over with the crowd, and both guys showed uh, 
they did impressive moves. Right. Uh, both of them uh, did new moves, I believe. Uh, and how can we not forget Idol's jump from the second yes. floor? And I find Indeed. it ironic that the crowd was not chanting second floor so much <laughs> oh, right. when he was already perched Maybe it's uh, a new high. crowd. <laughs> Nobody, yes. get, nobody tried to get it started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody, nobody. Nobody did? Okay, that's nope. weird. Actually, we probably didn't expect he was going to do that. To right, be so you saw him there, but you didn't think he would do it. Actually, we, we, we were thinking that he was going to the back. Oh, I, I, we were wondering, why is he going to the back? Is he trying to get back up or something? <laughs> <laughs> so when we saw him on the, on the top of the, uh, the, the second floor area, so we were thinking, is he, can, can I say... Can I yes, yeah, you can cuss. cuss. I can cuss, cuss, right? He's one crazy motherfucker. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> so, uh, are you... I mean, we're thinking, are you serious? Are you going to be... That are guy? You, are you going to be the guy that <laughs> would try to kill himself just for the entertainment of fans? Which is always a good thing. I mean, oh, really, though? <laughs> I mean... Uh, Do we really want to go there? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, it, it, I mean, it, it takes guts uh-huh. to do something as crazy as what he did. And for him to do that... And it's not I mean people can say easily Oh I can do that I mean he can do that Anyone can do that But when you're in that position It's kind of Your your mindset's going to change I mean Okay I think I'm I'm kind of foolish if it, For me to say that I'm going to do that But he did He he jumped on the top Of the second floor yeah. To the ground And the pop was immense and it's insane and they I, deserve it I was actually going to comment that it was not really uh, the prettiest of all falls I, okay. mean, I mean it wasn't really it's kind of hard to uh, it, yes <laughs> but uh, yes I agree with Lance that uh, his effort and his bravery uh, uh, should be commended uh, plus we also have to uh, mention Redrick Mahaba's airtime okay because he also went on the top rope, mm-hmm. I believe, and he jumped to outside of the ring. And I think that's really impressive, too. Let me ask part. you this. Let me ask you guys this, both of you. Uh, as impressive as Idol's second floor jump was, do you think it was prudent for him as a character, as a villainous character, to have done that? Um, actually, the, the thing that I loved about Idol mm-hmm. is that he's a character that would find unique ways to capitalize on any situation he, he when he finds a way to go in under the ring mm-hmm. and pop up somewhere oh, yeah, yeah. and you know and to make use of his cronies mm-hmm. basically you know Chino and 4B I mean for them to uh, make use of every resource he has in a way maybe it's within the realm of possibility that they that he would do that kind of dive because he's but we, well, as far as being a crazy person is concerned mm-hmm. I can't really say he's crazy, but maybe he may have calculated that move. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it's that's, that's the way it's supposed to be, but it seems as though he's a guy that's calculative. Okay. And yes, he is. Yeah, I would I would assume he is. <laughs> and uh, but it's it's more of a baby face ish move. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Is it was it prudent for his character to have done so, even if he is calculative? Well, yeah, calculative. it's kind of debatable. I, I can't really say if it's more of a. I mean, we will commend on the bravery yes, of, of, course, of him, of but uh, as a character, um, maybe ju- you know, we'll just—I guess—we'll just take it for what it is. He, he's a because <laughs> it's really hard to just say that mm-hmm. you know. Maybe as a bad guy, he could. Okay. But maybe as a good guy. All right, you know what? Actually, it's yeah. Come to think of it, it's probably more of a face move than a heel move. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm still open to the fact that because he's a heel and yeah. he'll do anything to get you know rhetoric into the network. Mm-hmm. He would probably do that. Sure, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense from a storytelling standpoint. Yeah. Do uh-huh. you have anything about to say about that? Um, yes, uh, I think that it's okay for um, Idol to do that move. Mm-hmm. Because normally with heels just running around mm-hmm. or doing um, everything in their power to cheat, to win, uh, I think it's only okay. It's fine that they do at least one or two moves that would at least um, prove that they are... Actually, competitive. Or, okay. I'm, I'm sorry uh, that they are actually good athletes. Okay, uh, sure. After, I mean, beneath all of that cheating. Okay, right. All right, I, I get you. I get you. And and I guess to uh, add to your point, it might help that Idol is such a good heel off in uh, outside the ring anyway. So whatever he does in it, um, he makes up for with his, you know, latent despicability. And you know, uh, just him being crafty. Yeah. And shady. Yeah. So it's all good. It's all good. Oh, right. and, and so, it's sorry. actually and ju- just to add, uh, Rhetoric and Idol are probably two of the best new characters that okay. ca- within the year since Revo X. Sure, sure, sure. So for them to impress a lot of people, mm-hmm. even in their first year, yeah, is is really it says a lot about how, how they, far they yeah. how, like, how far they can go into their careers. Okay, sure. All right, that so is a fair point as well. Let's uh, get to the next match. Miguel Rosales going uh, against Ken Warren and picking up the win uh, to get revenge on behalf of the Fighters for Hire. Uh, your thoughts on that, uh, Patty? Well, I don't have much because for their in-ring ability, we already knew that it was going to be very good. Mm-hmm. But then I think it was a bit off when Ken Warren was uh, goading Miguel Rosales mm-hmm. as a Brock Lesnar wannabe. When Miguel Rosales... No longer looks like Brock Lesnar. Sure, he has already grown out his hair, and uh-huh. he has the face paint and all that. So, uh, it's kind of confusing if you're a first-time viewer why he's um, yeah why he's going yeah okay, okay. as a Brock Lesnar wannabe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance, any thoughts? Um, I I think we all know what to expect from uh, Ken Warren. I mean, he is a pretty gifted uh, performer. So whatever he will do in the ring. And if he's going to impress everyone, that would be natural because he is a pretty good wrestler. But I've never seen, admittedly, I've never seen Rosales compete one on one. Yeah. So this is the first time that I've seen him compete, even after the, I think there was a concussion, right? Uh Or something like that. So for, for me to see him perform the way he did is actually pretty impressive to the point that. Maybe in the future, if the, uh, if he wants to embark on a singles career, mm-hmm. he may do so, and he can he can get pretty good uh, results okay. in his singles career. I, I also foresee that same uh, direction for Miguel. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I, um, oh, yeah sorry. I, I agree. And actually, uh, I think Miguel already fought a singles match before. It's against the tournament. And I believe, I really did believe, even before that, Miguel Rosales should have gone to Malaysia. Ah, <laughs> okay, interesting, interesting thoughts. Um, any thoughts on the face paint, which was uh, clearly David inspired? Pretty badass. Punisher. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on, we've got the gauntlet match, so which is a, a huge ass match, match. Uh, and a long ass match. I don't expect you guys to um, dissect it match per match if if you're not gonna if you if you don't really want to. 
But if you do want to, it's fine as well. Yeah, so, so you can just give you. us your thoughts. Uh, tell us what you want to mention or what you want to review from that from that gauntlet match and the succeeding championship match against Main Max. So we can start with Patty. Okay, okay. I'll start with Nintendo because I think it was in the first. Yes. Uh, okay. Also, oh, you're, you're, you're gonna go through the whole thing. Um, not really. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. I just want to mention that I. I uh, noticed that Nintendo was improving. Okay, I that's mean, good. I remember Pretty the good. last time I was here, I uh, yeah, basically yeah, ripped choice, on him. Choice so, words for Nintendo. So yes, uh, now I've uh, seen that he's improving. So it's good for him. You and Nintendo. But the most improved uh, out of the whole PWR mm-hmm. roster from Revolution X is actually Sandata. Nice. Wow, that's really? That's what I've noticed. Interesting. Yeah, he pulled off a lot of new moves that okay. I really didn't think he could, and. I wish he would be given some mic time or he would be included in a better story arc uh-huh. so that he could develop his character because uh, seeing how he performed last event, he's already good to go to be one of the top players wow. in PWR. Wow, wait, wait, wait. That, that is a tall order. And that's that's oh, quite right. an endorsement. Legit. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I don't think anyone was expecting that. Yeah, I mean, the guy behind the mask is probably I, I, shaking now because he's like, "Wow, that's a lot of pressure." Suddenly, you know, you so know, suddenly. You know, Chino Ginto spent a lot of time in that ring, so I would. Ex- I was expecting when you were saying the guy who was most improved out of the whole roster. I didn't expect that. You know. Yeah, I, I would say the same thing because like uh, the the people I talked to all said that Chino was the star of that match, the star of the night. And, yeah, and we don't we don't take it away from him because he did spend a whole lot of a uh, no, a good half hour. Yeah, yes. and Even then some. getting beaten up and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so by, uh, by do a go big on, guy, by a mask guy, by, by a woman. Girl. <laughs> yeah. so, so do go on. Uh, I do commend Chino. I Chino was actually my uh, bet. To win that uh, match, but did. then yeah. I already knew from the beginning. The first time I saw Chino perform, that he was actually good. But with Sandata, I was not really that impressed okay. before. Uh-huh. That's why uh, I see that he's the most improved now. Right, right, okay. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I think the best pair from the match was Sandata versus Chino, uh, followed by Chino versus Crystal. Okay, you know what I like, Crystal. Uh, what I like about Crystal is that I don't, I wouldn't believe a Crystal win, and I don't want a Crystal win to be honest. But you have to admit that her energy mm. is uh, is really exciting. Wait, it gets wait, the crowd sorry, moving. Right. I, I want to ask you why you don't want a Crystal win because that's very interest. That's a very interesting standpoint coming from a fellow woman. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's not a sexist kind of thing. Sure, I'm not uh, saying it's it was. just not. No, it's just. <laughs> Making sure, sure. she caught right, it, see, yeah. See. Uh, but I don't want a crystal win because I do not think that she's as good as, say, Sandata. Really? Why, why? As good as Chino Ginto. That's why it's not yet believable, oh. especially uh, when you see her physique. Okay. And also the time that she has spent uh, in PWR ring. I think it's only her second match. Okay. Yeah. That's why I wouldn't believe a crystal win, and I don't think she has developed her character that well yet. Okay, yes. so you think that in order for her to deserve that win, she has to have a well-rounded character fleshed out first. Yes, but not only the character, also the uh, in-ring ability. Uh huh. Yes, because. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's good, or maybe I just don't have any benchmark yet because she's the only female competitor mm. in PWR. But I'm not seeing her as like the um, say sexy star type or the evilly type just yet. But I, but I think she's getting there. So that's I um you know from the two matches we've seen of Crystal, I believe that that is the mold she's going for. 
And I also think that um, I, I guess it's unfair to look for a bar to peg Crystal at when she is the bar right now. <laughs> when you think about it, because she's the only girl, right? So yeah. technically, she is the bar, right? So it's kind of hard to to measure her against any sort of measuring stick. But yeah. I get I get where you're coming from, yeah. and I, I guess I'm just looking at it from a different point of view. But she might literally be the bar. I think I can bench press her. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that's going to be the case for much longer because uh, if you would remember. Um, Who's the girl? Scarlett. Scarlett came out and distracted Crystal for Chino to get the win. Now, it seems very unlikely that Scarlett and Chino are Mm -hmm. working together. That's why the next thought would be, is there any kind of conflict well, let me, let me fill you in. Them. Let me fill you in because uh, Lance here knows what's up. What's up with that? Uh-huh. Because uh, you want to tell her or should I? <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah, I could do it. Um, uh, it was in, uh, in the Paranaque show. Okay. Uh, there was a po- part where Mr. C. Mr. C. He saw uh, Mr. C. <laughs> yeah, Mr. C. <laughs> came out and announced that there was going to be a Patriots gauntlet, uh, gauntlet match. And the first uh, participant announced was Crystal. So when Crystal came out, out came P to the V, Peter Versosa, and Scarlet. Uh, and let's just say, uh, long story short, they had words with one another, which led to uh, Peter hitting the Carne Norte. Yeah. The, the, the God the Buster. Buster. Crystal, yeah. once again? Yes, on Crystal. Uh, <laughs> this right. may be where uh, your previous suggestion, which I don't understand why it didn't happen for this show you recap of stories yeah um, I don't understand why um, but I guess it's probably due to a lack of an, uh, resources yeah but there were a lot of technical difficulties because I was still on board when, <laughs> when that happened so I so, know I know that uh, so, for a fact so I guess that's why you weren't all caught up just uh, no, totally fine yeah um, any other thoughts Patty before we ask Lance's thoughts on the gauntlet match mm-hmm. what about the, the championship match itself oh the championship match itself uh, well I'm not really that Im- impressed with it. It would have been better if they saved that for the next um, event. Okay. Because it was really difficult to believe that Chino would win. After I mean, all that. Yes, because he's, he's basically spent uh, a whole, what, half an hour? Yep, a half an hour. Yeah. In the ring, and then he would face the champion, yeah. who's just fresh off the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he wouldn't win, but I guess you can commend Chino for his uh, John Cena-like resiliency. Throughout okay. the whole thing That's why Mr. C Doesn't have a job anymore <laughs> <laughs> But who did you find Yourself rooting for? Did you find yourself Rooting for Chino Or Main Max? Um, well I was rooting For Chino okay. But maybe that's because I already liked Chino Beforehand uh, okay. Fuck you Chino <laughs> uh, Lance let's get your Thoughts on that You were one of the Loudest guys who, who Screamed fuck you Chino I could hear you From backstage Yes uh, I proudly Screamed fuck you Chino Because okay. he deserves it But you had a chi- but you had a Network sign What the hell um, Actually I had a sign that, ha- that had fuck you Chino in it Because he deserves it uh, <laughs> You deserve it Chino <laughs> Yeah fuck you man uh, But uh, yeah uh, Anyways uh, I had a sign Because yeah he kind of deserves it, but then, <laughs> uh, but then later on, uh, he, he, they kind of saw my sign and des- they decided to fold the the fuck you part and just show the chino part. <laughs> because that was very smart, by <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very smart. Very smart of them. Very and, clever. And from the, here on in, uh, we just chanted, uh, "Let's go chino," because you know. So he won you over. Yeah, he won us over. We we we, we are now officially the we love chino crowd. Okay. <laughs> yes, but oh, still, yeah. fuck you, Chino. <laughs> All right, so, so it's like you know, it's like it's like the whole you suck phenomenon of Kurt Angle. Yes, now, now you do it out, out of respect. Endearment. Yes, yeah, endearment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what did you think of the of the match as a whole? Like from Vintendo all the way until the championship match. You, you don't have to go through every segment. Actually, um, the positive is that uh, there is a st- there are several stories being told, which yes. is always a good thing. Yeah. Uh, particularly. I actually am very impressed with YOLO. 
Okay. Because right. when you compare his previous performances in the uh, pre-show and in the Paranaque show, mm-hmm. and for him to do what he did in the in the in the content match, yeah. it's actually very surprising to see the improvements he 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 did. So it was. In what um, what particular improvements did you spot? Uh, for him to do, I, I think the the term for that is he's more aware. Good. Yeah, and uh, he's more aware of what he's doing, and. And in a way, it's it's kind of nice to see um, him getting the win on Nintendo the way he did, <laughs> in, in a surprising way. I mean, you know that Nintendo has a chance, but Yolo managed to find a way because he improved. I guess. I mean, <laughs> this, <laughs> <He> guess. <laughs> I guess. And yeah, it was a pretty surprising thing to see Yolo win. And then you have Mark Di Manalo come out and pretty much squash all hopes of <laughs> Yolo winning. So yeah, and but the good thing is there's there's no story being told, which is when Yolo came out and pretty much screwed MDM over, and uh, giving uh, Joy backs the win. Mm-hmm. And then it's there are segments there that were just pretty much callbacks from previous events, like uh, the Sandata versus a uh, uh, Joy backs encounter, okay. which Sandata won. And then the Chino versus Sandata match. Uh, I actually said this. He totally skipped the- over the other Trabado. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I was going to say that. Oh, sorry. I mean, we, we forgot. No, I can't play you. Fastest or no? Fastest pin in PWR history. Yes, actually. But, you know, we're, we're also not surprised by it. But, you know. He had a job to do. <laughs> yes, he had a job to do. Uh, actually, I kind of mentioned it on the Smart Henry review of the Paranyake show okay, before okay. that uh, the match of the night. In terms of singles competition, was uh, Chino versus Sandata because uh, they were able to make it. You know, the, despite the fact that the match was suddenly put together, they were able to make a very good wrestling match. That and is awesome. th- when the same thing can be said in this gauntlet, because they they managed to uh, show everyone that uh, the, the way that they did in the Parnyake show, they also did it in the in Revolution X. So okay. now they know. Why these two wrestlers are very good, and then when Chino once again screwed over Sandata, you'll know that you know it's the second time that Chino mm-hmm. got, got one got one over in Sandata. So there's something going on. Maybe something. The, yes, in the, you know moving forward, and then it's. I actually wanted to. Uh, I, I I agree with Patty on the part that Crystal shouldn't win because okay. uh, I mean Crystal is a very popular. Western PWR for but reasons yeah for reasons <laughs> and, and the fact that she's very athletic in her own right 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 of course but I don't see her win on her second match and immediately get a title shot against a man who proved himself to be championship material like main max mm-hmm. okay so when Chino won and you know and he managed to take on main max in the Patriots title match it was it was in a way impressive to see Chino being an Iron Man in the match. Okay. Because uh, you didn't we, expect that he would be the Iron Man of all people. Right? Yes, I was thinking probably uh, Mark Manalo right, or right. probably Sandata, or in a way maybe Joey Bax right. because he wants some <laughs> redemption from what <laughs> okay. happened previously. But nobody expected Chino, and he in one night he managed to impress a lot of people because uh, Chino's. Uh, yeah, fuck you, Chino. But still, he's a very, very good wrestler in his own right. Right. And 
you know, I mean, if you have the network, you have the muscle in for and for B, you have the brains in Idol, and I guess you have the workhorse in Chino. So, if we unexpected China, we have unexpected China. Yes. yes. <laughs> Actually. All right. Uh, how many more matches? Four yeah. matches, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's go to the all-out war. Cantatera versus the apocalypse. That, yeah. Actually, yeah. Now that you think about it, right? Um, so, so I, I honestly thought that we were going to go to intermission right after the gauntlet match because I just wanted. How to go do you, How do you not know this? Um, You're well, the boss. Because reasons. So I, yeah, I, I, I just wanted to go to the bathroom. I just wanted you know psych myself uh, out, and then I, I remember that the all-out war was uh, scheduled to, uh, to take place. I had to keep tabs on that too. So uh, apocalypse just demolishing Cantatera in the all-out war. Uh, your thoughts on that? Well, I didn't have much. Actually, I was not excited for this match at all because in Ap- Apocalypse spending time in the ring with KT or MDM for that matter has been, I mean, it's a, a bit repetitive. It's a storyline that has been dragging on and it's like a case of Apocalypse just swatting flies again and again. And um, in ring or technically the match was not really that exciting. The hanger was really soft uh, you can, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because we were expecting something that was uh, really going to hurt, and then came out the hanger, and it's not, it's not really. The, it really didn't look like it hurt when, when he when they used that. Uh, I think that it, the thing with this match is just the entertainment value mm-hmm. okay. from MDM and okay. KT. And the sad thing about uh, this is that MDM was more entertaining in this match than his own. Than his own, uh, his, uh, yes, his own partner. Yes, in the gauntlet match. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, okay. You meant MDM was more entertaining in the uh, All Out um, War than uh, the gauntlet match. Yes. Plus, uh, did everybody expect it to be a handicap match? Because I didn't. Well, we yeah, we did expect that it was going to be a one-on-one match. I mean, but the All Out War is, is essentially no DQ. Yeah, yeah so you, yes, you can't but, interfere. <laughs> yeah, but basically, it kind of became like a handicap match. Okay, and you didn't like that? Did I you like that or you didn't like you didn't like it? Uh, I'm sorry, but I couldn't really Get care it. much for it. Okay, okay. Yes. All right, that's that's a fair opinion. Uh, Lance, your thoughts on the uh, all-out war? Um, actually, there was no doubt in our minds that Apocalypse is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> With all due respect to KT and MDM, because, uh, I mean, if you think that's about it... how it, it is. You know? it is <laughs> because you have a monster who's, who's pretty much handed down... We're thinking that maybe that KT was going to get redemption mm-hmm. after... Being taken out for a long time by Apocalypse, but at the back of our heads, we're thinking, okay, Apocalypse is a monster, and he he he's a guy that has a history of being a um, a, ter- a terrorizer, I guess, Ter- terrorist. A te- oh, terrorist, <laughs> I guess. Who's who's pretty much uh, terrorizing? <laughs> uh, who capitalized on every opportunity he got, mm-hmm. and at this point of his career, he's already an institution. Okay. As, as the monster of PWR, <laughs> yeah, in, in a way, because uh, if there was, uh, KT came back out of nowhere and he wanted payback, mm-hmm. and MDM really hasn't picked up much momentum okay, over okay. time. But despite all that, uh, we're thinking that despite everything that's happened, Apocalypse still going to be that that man who is unstoppable, and it was very believable under the context of the story that. Apocalypse gonna, was going to pretty much own both of them. <laughs> Are there any thoughts about the fact that that was actually KT's first loss in PWR? So, uh, was un- it really? Yeah, until All Out War, he'd been undefeated. 
Really? How oh many my. matches have he fought? Whoa. I think he's been in like five, six matches. If if my memory serves me right, this is Cantatero's uh, first loss in PWR. Okay, that is pretty surprising. Does it feel that way, no? <laughs> yeah, because... Uh, sorry. No. Um, <laughs> because I didn't expect that. Because throughout this entire thing, Apocalypse is pretty much the dominator in, in this whole rivalry. That no one would actually imagine he actually had six wins. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so pardon me, because I re- I started being a fan like a year ago, so I yeah, didn't before see before the hate. Actually, before I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Before but, most of the KT wins uh, happened. Yes. Yeah, so the impression I got is that KT being you know in that position that he is, I never expected him to be a guy with a pretty good winning streak. Okay. To be honest. Well, <laughs> let right. me ask. Let me ask you guys this. Um, if you have any opinions on, mm-hmm. uh, what would you rather see Apocalypse do? In terms in, of... In PWR. Hmm. Do you see him as someone who can contend for a championship or or not? Or just, you know, move on from this story and then find someone else to terrorize? I want him to have, like, a streak. Okay. And, and I think, if not a streak, then I want him to work, like, how Bray Wyatt works. Okay. Just picking on the, the big dogs uh, in the roster mm-hmm. and just showing them that... They could be that he could be better than them. Okay, that makes he's sense. got nothing on them. Uh, plus, uh, shout out to Apocalypse because you really have a good mask. <laughs> a new mask, yes, uh, pretty agree, badass agree, mask. Yeah. That is legit scary. All right. Um, anything else on Apocalypse and Cantateror? Uh Actually, the mask is pretty badass. Yeah, and the crown yeah. of thorns too. Yes, and the crown. Uh, okay, uh, that I, we totally did not expect. I mean, we didn't expect the the mask, but we also didn't expect the crowns because I don't know. It, it feels kind of. How would you do that to yourself? Right? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's pretty painful actually, and I never imagined being in that position. Okay. Yeah. Next match was your first blood match between Bombay Suarez and Peter Versosa. Anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, obviously, it was going to be a po- uh, power match. It's going to be good. You know that Bombay's war. You have Bombay's Warriors and you have uh, Peter Versosa. Uh, the only thing that I would like to mention here is that the barbed wire bat that mm-hmm. supposedly cut um, Bombay's Warriors open mm-hmm. was not exactly a barb. It wasn't exactly a barbed wire um. that's wrapped around the bat. Well, you might not have seen it because it's far from you, but I did actually see it up close. There was actually some barbs on the oh, wire. Right. Uh, it's, it's just a bit hard to see. I, I understand what you're coming, where you're coming from with that. Okay, because I was thinking that Peter Versazo was really working on his expression, like looking like the tough guy, and then I was sitting there thinking that you're not fooling this. <laughs> you're not <laughs> what fooling you, what me. Do mean, what do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, because I didn't see the barbs. I didn't uh, see the barbs. That's why I was thinking, okay, good blade work by um, Bombay Suarez and good acting skills for um, Peter Versaza. Okay. But yung bar- yung, yung mismong barb bar lang talaga yung problema. It's, it's yeah, because it, yeah, because it was a pretty good match. They, they, uh, they were very generous uh, on giving the audience uh, some up-close action. Okay. Because uh, they did most of uh, the match outside of the ring. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, 
actually it was a pretty impressive encounter okay because when you have the one nice. of the prime guys of PWR in uh in Bombay Suarez, yeah. who's pretty much the, the well, it's true that they say the heart and soul PWR. So you have this guy who's established now, and then you have a guy like Peter Versosa, who's well, he had a lot of pretty impressive matches and has pretty much proven himself to be a very capable star in singles action. Okay, yeah, he needed a, a win. I mean, a win that would be, you know validate him as a single star. Right. So, uh, in my opinion, uh, it was the right decision for Peter. To Peter go over. Yeah, to yeah to go over on uh, Bombay Suarez, and as in the match, it was inevitable that they're gonna try and you know make make each other bleed. <laughs> yeah, so, of course, that's the yeah. objective. <laughs> yeah, so we really couldn't see much of what they can do athletically. Okay, but th- so that's what you wanted from them. In a way, yes. But then again, I understand that because it's a first blood match, mm. we won't see that much. But I guess the only thing about the match was the end when he, he tried to do the pedigree on uh, on okay. uh, Bombay. And yeah, we kind of noticed that he may have, you know, Bombay may, I'm not sure what happened, but he may have dropped first before okay, the yeah. landing happened. I'm okay, not sure yeah. if it, if you know, if if I'm if we're correct on that assessment because that's how we saw it at the time. Right, right, right. Sure. Uh, beyond that, uh, they it did was so w- good. It was a very good okay. match. So that that ending spot was not enough to you know ruin the rest of the match for you. Yes. Okay, that's yeah. good. At least, at least. Yeah. All right. I, I just want to take this time to correct myself because I finally dug up the uh, the win loss record. Apparently, Cantatero was not undefeated heading into Revolution X. He, oh. His record was four and one, so he lost his second match. Oh. Right. So anyway, uh, now that we can uh, move past that, are, are we good with Bombay, Peter? Yeah. Uh, yes. All right. Oh, really good. So let's talk about uh, his match. Yeah, <laughs> m- the match I was part of. Uh, John Sebastian versus Chris Panzer. Um, I was a, I was obviously there, huge part of it, and I, wa- I wanted to get your thoughts on this. <laughs> so we can start with uh, with the lady with with Patty. Uh, whoever wants to start. Actually, I don't care. Whoever wants to start can go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, mine's going to be short because I've mentioned earlier that I really, I really didn't uh, notice much uh, of from the yes between uh, John Sebastian but and Chris Panzer. But from the few bits of it that I remember, uh, they were working well. Okay. It was yeah. a good match. I agree. They were. And but. May I please get into the uh, actual action? Okay, sure. Yeah, by all that means. That happened outside the ring between Casey Montero and Mr. C. May okay, go on, go on. He's here. He has no job. He has nothing to lose. <laughs> I think it was uh, pretty exciting. I'm, I'm not sure if you really actually got hurt from all that pushing. Because I was watching your facial expressions and it looked like... It looks so real. <laughs> well, you did see, you did notice the size difference. Yeah, there was a huge size difference. I, I think uh, you know that's an understatement at this point. Yes. Okay. So yeah, that that was actually the reason. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing because uh, with all the action that's uh, going between Mr. C and Casey Montero, we didn't really get to focus more on the actual match that was happening. Okay. But as for the result, now the hanging question here is uh, who will be the next PWR general manager? Yon. Now that's a question I can't answer because I got fired. <laughs> but then who will decide about it? Uh, the board. The board of PWR. I answered to the yes. board. Yes. So, the, so the, the mysterious board. So the board will... And that's the board's problem now. That's none of my business. Can right. I just All say right. uh, on that note? Can I just say that? I don't know if I mentioned this last week. But I might have. I just want to say it again. I legit thought 
Yeah, I know. I mentioned this last week. I legit thought they were going to let him keep his job. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, yes. you did say this last yes, week. Yes, I did. I did. All right. Um, Lance, your thoughts on the match and uh, everything that happened afterward. Ah, okay. In terms of in-ring competition, uh, I have to agree with, uh, with Patty as well as far as uh, the performance of uh, Chris Panzer and uh, John Sebastian is concerned. Uh, because uh, when you look at uh, John Sebastian, I mean, he's done pretty well, even in the Makati Cinema Square days. Yes, yes, yes. I but, agree. But for some, I, I don't understand, but for some reason, um, he wasn't able to capture that same same momentum. I, I don't know how, how, how to put it, but there's something about Sebastian that's Mikulang missing. the magic. Yes. Is what you're saying. Mm-mm, because uh, he was more vicious back in the day. Mm. But now, I, I know in terms of in-ring ability, I guess, and and viciousness, there are times where I feel that there's something missing about okay. Sebastian. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, but otherwise, he's still a pretty capable wrestler in his own right. Okay. And in terms uh, for uh, Chris Panzer, uh, he's. St- I mean, at this point, you may just call him the the guy who chokes. I guess Damn, in, in terms ouch. of in terms of within ouch. the context of the story. Wow! Because Oklahoma, <laughs> that kind of sucks. That that sucks to hear. Yeah, yeah I'm Jesus, sorry. I'm sorry, man. Because I mean, uh, for the number of times he had chances in championship matches, and even getting Mister C fired, it's pretty much yeah. He's pretty much the premier choke artist Damn, in wow those are huge words with, with all due respect because not even, not no even you just <laughs> disrespected him already <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> you would say that he's a bigger choke artist than Sandata honestly because I mean I mean, let's face it he lost multiple championship matches okay uh, and even be so close to winning PHX title in even the tournament he wasn't able to do it and then you know the cherry on top he kinda got Mr. C fired Damn. so I mean I think Mr. C got Mr. C fired anyway <laughs> that's just me but in terms of in-ring ability I mean he's a very good wrestler no, okay. no question yeah, about course, that alright but uh, but uh, in so yeah I mean Sebastian Sebastian could have he he needs to improve on something but I just don't know what but you know uh, John Sebastian did have momentum I think it Yun. was from last <laughs> year <laughs> one fan no I really do think that he did have momentum last year that's why I was um, practically begging Mr. T to give uh, John Sebastian a championship shot okay. or a, a title shot because he did deserve it unlike Chris Panzer as Lance said he's been given uh, ch- uh, his chances uh, a championships but still came home with nothing but his good looks and all that. Uh, I want to ask you, Lance, about uh, the shenanigans involving Casey. Yeah, right? Yes, yes. Because uh, Casey Montero obviously uh, was the celebrity who played the hugest part in any PWR show ever. For sure, yes. for sure. Right? So uh, what were your thoughts on Casey's involvement uh, throughout the match? Did this take away from the match itself or uh, do you believe it added to the value? It definitely added to the value. Um, actually, just to, just to mention, uh, I'm actually impressed at the crowd because no one had to start anything but when Casey Montero came out, they all did a Cesaro taunt <laughs> with, without us actually saying anything. So it's like, okay. Uh, I oh, bald guy, Cesaro. Yeah, yeah he's, I mean, a few years ago, it's pretty thin, last I checked. But now he's like, is he a big? Yeah, what, he, got, he got bigger. He, he got bigger. Yeah, sure. he got well, the guy beefier. consumes 4,000 calories a day for, for something. Holy I just don't know shit. What. <laughs> 
<laughs> but he's, yeah. he's actually bulking up for something. He just don't know what. Yeah. 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 And he's pretty big. I mean, to the point where you actually thought, you know, he should have just competed. I mean, at yeah. this point, he's 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 fucking Cesaro. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, yeah, I was actually impressed at the outside shenanigans because. Uh, I mean, both of them wanted to keep their jobs, so they had to do everything in their power to support their representative. And I actually have to commend to you know, Mr. C, you because uh, you got you, physical, yes. you got physical, and you got you got pretty much hurt. You know, yeah. you got you got punched in the face. By, yeah, I did by a pretty muscular Cesaro type person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah, that, redundant because Cesaro is a muscular type. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> but which took balls, and you know, I mean. For you to take that kind of punch from a guy like him, that's very, very amazing. Oh, thank you. Did you get? Did you expect? Did any of you expect Casey? You know he was coming for sure. Yes. Uh, but did you expect him to get as physical as he did uh, in that match? Because I assume that you know celebrities are here. You would expect them to just be like Bret Hart and stand there outside the <laughs> ring, uh, support their guy. Uh, actually, kind of surprised by it. I mean, despite the fact that he's a muscular guy in his own right, because we're thinking, oh, okay, he's another celebrity. Maybe yeah, he didn't have to do that. Yeah, he didn't have to. But uh, I guess being being bulked up, I guess, had his advantages because he was able to take a kick from Chris Panzer. Indeed. (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's good that he's he's up for it. Okay. Very good. Um, I, I have it on good word from uh, some friends from the film crew that they got a good slow mo angle of uh, the the ring apron shenanigans, <laughs> and they they showed me. But I'm in your favorite part. Yeah, yeah. They actually showed me the footage, and even though I did get clocked legit, um, it looked pretty good on camera. So I I, I have that to take away. <laughs> right. Uh, a- any other thoughts before we move on to the main event? Well, I didn't expect Casey to be one of the best heels that we have seen. Hey, yeah. <laughs> we are. <laughs> I really didn't think that he would uh, talk that much trash. I think I thought he was just going to show up and then support John Sebastian. But then, as it turned out, he didn't actually support John Sebastian. Actually, he was poking fun at him. Yeah, just yeah. a bit. But he was one hundred percent all in. Well, yeah. Well, he made it seem like he was just—he uh, didn't have a choice. That he has to back up John Sebastian because. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because John Sebastian is the man who's going to fight for his job. Okay. okay. Um, anything else? Uh, yeah, um, uh, the fact that uh, Casey Montero gave you a low blow was actually the cherry on top. Yes, so. I agree. <laughs> yeah. That was that was. Awesome. I agree. <laughs> all right, uh, that's all. Okay, and your main event, of course, uh, the Senorita JDL capping off that one-year odyssey to reclaim the PWR championship. It was a triple threat match: uh, CBL defending his championship and Rafi Mabayashi. That was officially his rematch clause, and uh, he and JDL also had a score to settle. So, what did you guys think about uh, that whole match, uh, Patty? Well, I'm going to do this um, person uh, per person. I think uh, classical Brian Leo was very much impressive with the submission holds because he kept on trying to uh, lock both um, Ralph Imabayashi and JDL at the same time. He did try that repeatedly. And as for Ralph Imabayashi, it's really good that I'm starting to see attitude from him. Because he used to be a good competitor who was kind of boring, especially during his championship run, uh, which is why I think his championship run didn't last long. But now that he's showing some aggression, uh, he's definitely become a little more interesting. So complete with the character and the in-ring ability, I think uh, Ralph has more to offer. 
And as for JDL, as you have said, it's been a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a year in the making because he won it, I believe, last year. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then he, he lost it right away in four to, minutes. <laughs> yes, the classical Brian Lee. Actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the three of them uh, were really good, really impressive, and we really didn't expect that they would smash two tables. <laughs> Me neither. I was yes. about to ask you about that table spot because, yeah, I, I didn't get to see it myself. I only heard it from backstage because I was nursing uh, my jaw and my ankle. And then when I saw the videos the very next day, I was like, whoa, they, they t- brought out all the stops. Yeah, they went all out. Yes, yes, yes they did. Yeah. First ever table smash. In PWR history No, no, was there was it not? A, no, it was not what was it? Uh, Bombay and uh, John Sebastian from Renaissance last year They've smashed the wooden table Yes Okay, okay, right, right, right. sorry, sorry They went through a table I'm, I, I, I believe it was a makeshift table at the time uh, I, I guess it's the legit first table. legit table that yeah. PWR stars smashed themselves yeah, legit through. wooden table Yeah, so um, uh, Lance, your thoughts on the main event Oh yeah, I'm actually wanted to, I actually agree with Patty on Ralph Imabayashi because our first impression of Ralph was that okay, he's a guy who's 19 years old at the time and you know, he has all the time in the world to to evolve into the kind of wrestler he was going to be. Uh when we uh, when we saw him win, uh it was like you know, it's a feel good moment for Ralph to win, but uh yeah, I do agree with Patty that probably because he, he was lacking something, uh, CBL won the title back. But then something happened that Ralph su- suddenly had this vicious aggression in him. It was very reminiscent of Tomohiro Ishii. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Who he is one of his idols, I heard. Yes, I mean, he, he doesn't give a fuck. I mean, he would s- kick you. Punch you. He he had the angry face. He's like a pit bull, and and I think that was the point. We realized, okay, I think there's something with Ralph now. He he has evolved his character from a fun-loving guy who competes mm-hmm. into a into a very angry person, and it's it's really a testament to the character evolution he went through for, since last year, which is a good thing. And CBL really. Really has to you know to be recognized what well, being one of the best technical wrestlers, not just in the Philippines but in the world, especially during that exhibition he did uh, I think with uh j d l I think there was a chain wrestling segment yeah. at one particular time yeah there, uh, I think there were several of them <laughs> yes uh, there were several of them, but uh the one in particular with j d l was pretty impressive yes, because I he, agree. he because he did a lot of Cool Euro stuff. Yes, exactly. And uh, it was very impressive. You don't see that in any in a lot of wrestling. Yeah, you don't even see that a lot in WWE. Yes, actually, or any promotion for that matter. So for him to do that and bring out this style, yes, yes, living up to the classical moniker is very impressive. And the fact that he did uh, the uh, actually we don't really have an official name for that we just call it the human centipede. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know what you're talking. I'm about. sorry. There was a part where he had two submission holds, one for each competitor. Mm-hmm. To see that kind of you know that kind of uh, spot, which you don't really see these days, uh, re- really tells a lot about who he is as a as a wrestler. So you know, props to him for being. A, com- a completely amazing technical wrestler, uh, and JDL is as at- athletic as ever. He's oh, he's been the most consistent uh, wrestler in all of PWR. Right. So for him to win the championship with that kind of intensity uh, is it's really inevitable for him to see- to win, given everything that's happened in a year. But you know, then again, 
uh, yeah, actually, come to think of it, uh, JDL winning was inevitable. Okay. And the way he did it, the way he composed himself throughout the entire year, it's a testament to the long-term storytelling of uh, PWR, which is which has the same effect with uh, Apocalypse and Canto Terror, which took months to you know to progress, and same thing with the uh, JDL win. All right. Uh, any other thoughts, Patty? Before we before we wrap up the show. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, I hope that next year at Revolution X, we don't see uh, CBL and JDL in the main event okay. anymore. Right. Because uh, I believe it's time for the other, um, not really younger, but the newer talents, yes, of PWR to emerge in the top. So, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Okay, um, Lance, any last thoughts about the show or about any of the ma- uh, any of the matches? Like in case you may have missed out on anything. Ah, uh, okay. Um, How about that? <laughs> the crowd was actually very enthusiastic. Oh, very, very enthusiastic. Well, except for that. Uh, okay, for that one particular guy that. Kept screaming botchamania yeah. despite the fact you are that not cool. Yeah, despite the fact that there was no botch. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I don't know what ha- what's going on. I mean, there are there are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of cool. There's there's a lot of cool uh, crowds mm. who who are really in- energetic and enthusiastic, yeah. and and there are others who who I don't know I don't know what's up, but they just say something, and I don't know how it connects. So, parang I think the term is mema. Yun. You know what? I uh, I'm not sure if this botchamania guy was the same guy who heckled me when I was at ringside after uh, Casey had his way uh, with me and the young boys. But I I I heard this one voice yell at me, "Oi, magsel ka nga." And and he, so probably he, was probably was. <laughs> so he yelled this at me, and I I wanted to look at him and like and go like, "I'm legitimately hurt, asshole." <laughs> So you know, like uh, th- that was shit you can't fake. So you know, um, I'm I'm just saying, uh, you know, um, there are people. And I will agree with you that there are people there who are just plain mema. Yes, KSP. Yeah, K- mm-hmm. and KSP. So they need to go fuck themselves. Yeah, for, for example, there are, there are crowds like you know we we love to chant because you know within the context of story, like we chanted. I think there was a point we chanted Tito Joey <laughs> because <laughs> I mean because I mean let's face it, he looks uh, when Joey was hurt at yeah. that one part, he he looks like he he had arthritis and something. So wow, uh, and because, wow. yeah, I mean he's a cool guy, but yeah, that's how we started the Tito Joey chants. And which is you know which is within the some com- of it, some of it is funny for sure yeah but some uh, they may might as well think about what they chant next time okay all right uh, so if you could give Revolution X a rating from a scale of one to ten with one being the lowest and ten being the highest uh, what grade would you give it and you can choose to explain it or not so I guess that's our last question before we wrap it up uh, Patty we can start with you. Uh, I guess it's between 8 and 9 Okay, so it's an 8.5 Would you like to elaborate on that Or are you just cool with leaving it at 8.5? Uh, just leaving it at 8.5 Alright, Lance uh, Your rating on Revolution X From mm. 1 to 10 9 out of 10 Wow Do you want to okay, explain that? or are you, are you I think cool? he already did the whole time <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did, no? Yeah, I mean 9 out of 10 Because uh, the match Because compared to the past shows uh, this particular show was pretty much the equivalent of WrestleMania, so they had to bring out all the stops, and they did. The on, the the only thing about that was that there was a segment, the, the PHX uh, Gauntlet match, it took too long. 
I guess. And because of that, uh, we were, you know, as, as part of the audience, mm. we we got tired. Yeah, no, I, I totally get you. Yeah, totally I can't blame you. you for that. Yeah, I mean, but although it is a very good match, it's also a pretty exhaustive yes, yes. match. So okay. It's like a Tanahashi match, pretty much. <laughs> yes. But uh, beyond that, 9 out of 10. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. So I guess that wraps it up for our Revolution X review. And if you have any thoughts you want to share with us uh, about Revolution X, if, there, yeah, if there are still some lingering thoughts there that you want to express, you can do that on Twitter. It's at Roizwar, at Caveman Camus, at underscore Stancy, and at the SGP Podcast. Particular accounts? Okay, I've never promoted my Twitter account ever. Go, go. This is your chance. If you don't want to, you don't have to, but if you. At Lance Tan All. All right. And Patty, are you on Twitter? Still not on Twitter. Oh, okay, sorry. That's fine. All right, so you can't uh, you, you can't get back on Patty we will for not, a review. We will not. We will not allow you to stalk Patty. Yeah, but Lance San Ong is on Facebook. He's fair if you game. Want your, if you want your daily fix of puns, and follow on Facebook. <laughs> Alright, uh, so uh, we're going to come right back with our picks of the week and we can wrap this episode of the SGP Podcast. Thank you guys for taking time out to thank you very much. Voice your opinions and mark out. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much once again to our guests, Patty on the podcast and Mr. Puntastic Lance Tan Ong for swinging by and talking about Revolution X. Pretty much took up the entire episode of the podcast, but I think it's okay given that Raw wasn't really a huge deal this week. Like I actually mentioned in my review that it was a forgettable episode. So instead of actually talking about the episode, I ended up uh, discussing which of the six Money in the Bank participants is... Uh, um, needs it the most, right? So I, I picked Cesaro, spoiler alert. Um, and, and it's for reasons that we've talked about on the podcast for uh, quite some time. However, um, don't discount a seventh participant. Yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, so don't take that out of the picture just yet. They did announce seven participants initially. Now they're just announcing six and not mentioning that there is still a vacant spot. But yeah, um, I, think, uh, I think there's dirt going around that it might be Bray Wyatt. Mm, yeah, of course. Uh if there is a time to bring him back, it would be now. Um, it could be anyone, but I think I don't know. He, uh, people are saying Orton, but Orton's still out there, more injured than he is. Yeah. So if it's gonna be Bray, it has to be Bray. See, Neville is still on the shelf, isn't he? Uh, yes, that's gonna take a while. Okay, so it's most probably gonna be Bray Wyatt. In which case, I wouldn't mind if he gets a raucous ovation out of it. Yeah, sure. Because so you have three faces, three heels. You have a fourth uh, tweener slash baby face in, in uh, Bray Wyatt, which should be a lot of fun. Okay, that being said, uh, it brings us to the end of this week's podcast. I'm excited for TakeOver tomorrow, so let's let's make this really quick. Uh, picks of the week, I'll let you go first. All right. Uh, the sad thing is I haven't been watching too much wrestling lately. Uh, the real world is getting in the way of my time. And what I did see last, uh, this, last week's NXT, and it was the go-home show to take over the end. Yeah. Actually, no. I want to say... This interview segment with Corey Graves and Samoa Joe and Finn Balor is my pick of the week. Wow. It was okay. hilarious in an unintentional way. Actually, I, I kind of get what you mean. Because Finn is awkward next Medjo to Joe. awkward, yes. He's pretty awkward next to Joe. Because Joe has comebacks. As the indignant face, uh, Finn is a bit awkward. <laughs> but I do admire his effort in trying to make the segment work. Yeah. And Joe is pretty unintentionally funny in his role. Of being the douchebag and uh, petulant brat. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, that was kind of funny when I was watching. Now yeah. that I think about it, yeah. So, uh, but I did, it served its purpose, but it was also unintentionally funny. 
I don't know why, but I think mas bagay na nga lang talaga si Finn either as a silent character. I think it was the format of the whole thing that they were all sitting together in one room, a la Vampiro in the temple. And then uh, Corey Graves is trying to make a conversation work between the two of them. And then eventually, these two cannot keep it in their pants. Yeah, yeah. So, there. Okay, uh, my pick of the week was the best of the Super Juniors finals match between Will Ospreay and Ryusuke Taguchi. Of course. Yeah, so that was a great match. I uh, Big shout out to Brandon who lent me his NJPW World account so I could watch the match. Um, it was a good solid 20 minute match. Uh, there was a story It wasn't as flippy As Ricochet Versus Will Ospreay I can tell you that And I think If you want to get on The hype train For New Japan This would be one of the matches uh, from, from this year That could probably Get you started On, on the hype train Actually the whole BOSJ Is I know It's just exhausting To watch as New Japan tries to cram all of its wrestling into a short period of time. But yeah. if you want to get into the New Japan thing, although it's not the main scene, BOSJ is a nice watch. Yeah, and uh, BOSJ, I guess, as a tournament, has a lot of history. Din kasi, oh. right? There are a lot of big names that have won the tournament and have gone on to have established careers. Yeah. Among them, Juice and Thunder Liger, yeah. Chris, uh, Jericho. Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, St- Stevie Richards. Wait, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, that guy. So, you know, you have all these luminaries who've gone through the best of the Super Juniors. And um, um, if history is any indicator, then uh, some of these newer names that have gone on to win, like Kushida from last year or Will Ospreay from this year, who's only 22 years old, mind you. Um, might just go on to have even more astonishing and legendary careers. What were you doing when you were 22? Uh, I was talking to you about wrestling. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, uh, give it a watch if you can find it on Daily Motion by tomorrow. I I, I hope some good Samaritan. I hope some good Samaritan has uploaded it by there now. There's always a good Samaritan. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, yeah. So just be patient and and wait for it. Uh, it is a good watch, and um, I I guess I'm excited for Takeover because if we recorded by tomorrow, I'm guessing we would have had more. Choices for yeah, for the pick of the for week. Sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so uh, you can tell that y- uh, Ro is yawning. He's, Sorry about he's that. He's pretty I've... sleepy. Hey. I'm pretty sleepy too. So I'm gonna get right to editing this. And uh, I guess wh- I, I just want to say thank you for continuing to subscribe, to rating uh, for rating us and evaluating us. If you've made it this far, tell your friends to subscribe, to hit download, to rate because that's what helps us shoot up the ratings. Share, and we need that. And and share it, of course. Let you, let your friends know. Thank you to our friends from uh, the Philippine Wrestling Revolution. Even though I don't work for them anymore <laughs> And thank you to our friends From the Mellow 94.7 studios For always having us Oh, oh and by the way Mellow 94.7 is the official radio partner Of WWE in Manila Hey Joining the Philippine Daily Inquirer For the print, for the newspaper media partner And Fox for TV Young. So you have a trifecta oh. Which we are both part hey! of High five Everyone else can suck it Yeah Sorry Camus <laughs> Yeah Anyway, uh, on that note, we'll be. I was totally frozen out of this. And, uh, I'm sorry, of this trifecta. You're our boy, but I'm sorry. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of episode number 117 of the SGP podcast. So, on behalf of Ravishing Romaran, my name is Stunning Stancy, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to the SGP podcast. To get more from the voice of the modern Filipino wrestling fan, go to www.smarkhenry.ph.